0: Hey, Business Building Warrior. Welcome to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today, we hear from a guest who is a proven Amazon core student. He's also a coaching student who's having a great deal of success. He uses some very strong words and very strong language to describe how much he loves this community and how much he's benefited from the coaching experience that he's had working with our team. He started off not that long ago, playing around with a couple I would come like side hustle strategies to make money online. Learned very quickly that they weren't for him. He did some drop shipping and it was too competitive and flamed out on him. Sold some other, uh, I think he said cell phones, you know, used cell phones, flipping them online, that sort of thing. Nothing really took off. He wanted to build something more substantial. That's when he found us. And in early 2021, he started kind of playing around with the idea of getting into the Amazon replens model because he works full time. At his career, he had very little time to put into the process. But by about summer of 2021, a little over six months ago, as I'm recording this, he started taking it very seriously and had his first $500 month, $500 in sales, because he dove in, saw that it worked, was listening to his coach, who he'd recently decided to work with on our team, and his business started taking off. So within a few months, he had had towards the end of 2021 his first $10,000 sales month, and his business is just climbing from there. He shares with us today all his numbers, his margins, how he finds products to sell, some of the stores that he loves to work with, and the replens process just from a yet another unique perspective of one of our recently highly successful students, which there's so many of. So if you're a fan of this show, you've noticed a trend around here, and that is we love bringing you success stories. Why is that? Well, I figure that's the best way to combat the very healthy skepticism that you should have about the entire e-commerce training industry. And I would actually like to challenge several of my colleagues out there who are training people how to build businesses online. My challenge is, could you at least every 30 episodes or so bring us one of your successful students and show us what it is that they're doing? Because around here, about 80% of our shows are success story interviews with our numerous recently successful students. But I look around and there's just a lot of other strategies out there that if you look at the evidence, it's not really working for a whole lot of people except the person selling the course. Well, here we do things differently. We bring you a parade of students. And to my knowledge, this podcast, this community is unlike any other in that we feature right out of the gate a long line of people from all over the world who are succeeding using the strategies that we teach. And you can meet them, you can interact with them. And as Andrew, our guest today, points out, the free Facebook group is full of people who haven't paid anything right alongside our high-end coaching students, all getting along phenomenally. That's very unusual. But the point is, you can meet these people that we interview. You can talk to them. You can private message and see if they're a real person. (laughs) And they all are because that's all we do around here is create success stories and then share their stories. We turn a lot of these people into great leaders, teachers, coaches, content creators on our team because bottom line is we care. We know what we're talking about. We've been doing it a long time and we love seeing people succeed in e-commerce. And the best strategy that we have, if you're new, is the Amazon Replans model. If that changes, we'll let you know But our forecast for the next several years is this model has a lot of upward growth potential. And Andrew, our guest today, is just the latest example of that. You're going to learn some new things. He's going to challenge you a little bit. I think you might be pretty motivated to go ahead and give us a call and start talking to us about coaching. Our coaching program is ridiculously underpriced as we're looking at the way the world's changed, how much value we bring. I think we need to do a significant bump in our coaching pricing in the near future just so we can continue to take great care of the very busy, very successful, accomplished leaders who make up our coaching team. These are people who are running successful businesses of their own. They're students of ours who have families, a lot of commitments. They have many, many people who would love a free few hours of their time. They can't possibly do that. So we provide value to the people who see the most value in what we provide as evidenced by them being willing to pay for it. That's our coaching fees. One of the best investments, if not the best investment you could ever make in your e-commerce journey based on over 7,000 students having come through our program. We're very confident in that. And if you're interested, there's a link at silentgym.com that you can jump over and check out and you can explore, have a conversation with our team and see if it's a good fit for you. If not, the Proven Amazon course is where you can go and you can learn at your own pace using the course that's helped thousands of people launch and grow incredible businesses on the biggest e-commerce platform in the United States where half of all transactions online happen every day. I'm talking about Amazon. We're there winning the game every day along with our community and our students. So with that, let's jump over and meet today's guest, Mr. Andrew Opon. So Andrew, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: It's truly an honor to meet you finally and I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little better along with the listeners today. So the microphone is yours. Tell us your story.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, thank, thank you for the opportunity to be here to chat with you today. So I am an immigrant. I moved to the U.S. in 2012 and I came to school. I did my master's here and I work in software. I do work as a software quality engineer for a healthcare company and um I've always liked doing stuff on the side, right? Doing, trying to build something for myself because I think that's where freedom is. I I chase freedom from, I personally feel we are not meant to just work for somebody or do things that we don't enjoy, right? So I've always been chasing that opportunity to do stuff that I enjoy. Even if it doesn't make me money, I enjoy doing it. So I'll keep doing it. So when I came, I started looking for opportunities and I, I did Try selling cars, ship buy cars here, yeah, ship it to Ghana, sell them. I did that for a while, but because of exchange rates and stuff, I I gave up on it. And then I started doing. Then I think that was in 2017. I started flipping phones. I buy phones from local people around me, and sell them on eBay. I did that, and then I did drop shipping as well. And drop shipping was really fun because with drop shipping, I was able to like it, everything was outsourced, right? I had a VA who would find the products, list them. And then all I had to do was make sure that others had been placed and somebody else would also deliver those products. So it was a model that really fit my lifestyle because it still gave What I do for my nine to five, I enjoy it, right? So it still gave me the opportunity to try something on the side and still work my full-time job. And I I enjoyed it. I did that for a while. And dropshipping is so competitive because it's so easy for anybody to do. It's super competitive, so I gave up on it and I started looking into Amazon, doing Amazon automation. I saw, I came across Amazon automation, and that was when I started digging deeper and trying to understand what Amazon was all about. And I found your group. That was in, I think that was in 2019. I found your group, and I started the big Facebook group. There's 60,000. I think we have about sixty eight thousand, right? Yeah. We're coming
0: up on uh, 68,000 right now. Yeah. Yeah. I found that group. So I was
1: looking and learning from people in there and towards the end of 2020, I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. So I did sign up for the subscription. And when I, I found out that there is coaching, I was like, sign me up because I had done coaching for other things before. And I see the impact of it, right? It's it takes you from zero to 10 really quick, right? So you save a lot of time with experimentation and all that, especially having somebody who is proven to walk by you, hold your hand and show you the ropes. It's its great. So I jumped in, but beginning of the year 2021, I was super busy with work. We we're trying to move. So it was crazy. I couldn't do much. I started with Cheryl, the Canadian lady.
0: Cheryl is your coach. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's, she's awesome. And, um, so when, when she decided to transition out of coaching and do build her business, I started working with Abe and he has been really a blessing to me. That's been a real blessing to me to get me to where I am today.
0: That's tremendous. Okay. So tell us what happened in, uh, in 2021. It sounds like a, that's kind of the year and that year's over now as we're recording this. And, and it's, it sounds like that was the year where you started Working hard on this business. So, yeah, at what point did you start in the year? Just give us a timeline there.
1: Yeah. So, I started, I did sign up for the coaching at the beginning of the year. I started working with Cheryl. I think, I think it was our first coaching was towards the end of January. Okay. So, the, after the first session, I went to Home Depot, bought something from Home Depot. I think it was a, a surge protector, bought it from Home Depot, listed it online, it was a Friday. Saturday morning has sold. So it was merchant <laughs> for That was my first sale. Yeah, I was like, whoa, this thing works. I didn't make a ton of money on it, but I just wanted, I always want to experiment to make sure it, it yeah. works, right? You had and proof, proof of the concept. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this thing actually works. So we did that, and I had to get the business registration and all that set up. So it took me a little while whilst I was getting my feet wet trying to understand the business. So I started with Home Depot. I did a few things from Home Depot and then mostly the beginning, I didn't want to risk a lot of money. So I went to the Dollar Tree. I found a lot of things there that I could sell and I bought those and that was how I started. But it wasn't until I think it was May last year that I really delved deeper into it when I started shipping a lot more to Amazon. So that was where the difference started coming in because at that point I was shipping a lot more products on a monthly or weekly basis. And that's when it started picking up. That was one thing I picked from Abe. He was like, you don't control sales. You control what you're shipping, right? Feed the beast. So just worry about that piece. The rest will take care of itself. And that was all I needed. So Fantastic. So I started shipping more. Yeah. So
0: you're still, are you still working full-time? Yes. I still okay. Work Talk us through a little bit how you're fitting this business into your weekly routine. What's your schedule look like?
1: Yeah. yeah. So my I have a VA who helps me. So what I do is I do run a scan with Keeper, filter out what meets my criteria, and I'll give him the ASINs to go and find me those products where I could buy them. So I send that list to my VA. He goes through it. He, we have a spreadsheet that we are tracking against. He finds those products. I go through them and make sure I can buy them. I order them. Most of most of my ordering is done online. I do a lot of online arbitrage, so I order. Go into the store to pick it up. Mostly Walmart, IKEA. My biggest my biggest shop is IKEA. That's that's where I do. I'll say like ninety percent of everything I sell comes from IKEA. So that's what I do mostly and. Once I get the orders in, I normally pick up twice a week and then weekends, I spend my whole day, Saturday, Sunday, boxing up, packing, and then Monday, it's out the door.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So that's your, that's your routine. It sounds like you're working
1: pretty hard at both yes. right now, right? Yes. So Right now, I, starting in November, I started using a prep center. So that's, okay. that's freed up some of my time. So I've, now I have more time to concentrate on expanding the business. So I'm chasing wholesalers, distributors to get accounts so I could buy in bulk from them because I have a warehouse that I could use. So, yeah, that's that's where the difference came in with growth because I was my own stumbling block. There was a limit to how many I could prep and ship. But with the prep center, it's gave me that room to ship as much as I am able to find, right? So right now, the onus is back on me to make sure I find products because they are always available to help me ship as much as I need.
0: So you found that to be a beneficial arrangement, having a prep center. For the listeners who don't know, talk us through how the prep center works. Is this, is this something near you or is it out of
1: state? Do you you have
0: your orders delivered straight to them or does it come to you first when you order online? Every
1: order is delivered straight to them. They're actually in Ohio. So I order online, it's delivered to them. I tell them what to ship, when to ship it, they prep, they ship. I don't even, there are products that I sell that I've never seen before. Right. So yeah, unless maybe there are times that there is a return and I'll take those, I'll take, bring to my ship to myself That's when I see the product, I'm like, oh, this is how this product looks like. So yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of the products that I sell.
0: How many different products are you selling currently?
1: My listing right now, I have active listing it's about 120. And at my peak, I was about 260, but I have been cleaning up my list to make sure, because if you bring the prep center, then you have to make sure you have bigger margins to be able to afford the cost of the prep center, right? So I'm trying to make sure that I clean up my list to have good selling products with good margins to accommodate the growth that I'm trying to bring in, yeah.
0: I love it. You're on a great trajectory. And this is all just lessons you've learned and things you've deployed over the course of the past several months. Yes. So you've got a very aggressive uh, schedule (laughs) of, of growth here. Tell us some of your numbers if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, so I will actually pull this up. I started getting my my first month that I think it was more exciting than even now when I did five hundred dollars a month, right? It was like, whoa, this thing actually is is working. So it works. I, I think.
0: What month would that have been earlier? That was in July. July. Oh, that's just summer. That's just with six months or so ago. Yeah, so you started seeing some results.
1: Yep, and then. July was $500 then the next month I did like 1600 which was like whoa that's that's great and then I moved up to I think about 4500 in September October was 7000 then November we we did our first that was the first month we broke 10000 November then, was 10k yes
0: that's awesome while working very much full time Yes, now, I work, you s- I work now you said we, are you doing this by yourself? Do you have someone else helping you out? I have a VA. So it's just myself and they Just VA. you and your VA. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Just making sure I was clear on that. Yeah. Very good. What kind of stuff, you mentioned some of what your virtual assistant does for you, but what else is are they doing? Some of the research you'd said,
1: right? Yeah, they are doing mostly product research. And then also we have, so it's product research and then Managing inventory, making sure that whatever we need to buy, getting the buy list together so that we can order those. And then also finding distributors. We have a list of distributors that we are trying to work with. So we have a list that he puts together and I go through it. And some of the, he sends contacts, he creates accounts if he can. And then if there are some that I need to talk to, I'll jump on the phone and talk to them. Yes.
0: Is this a uh, Philippines VA? He's in
1: Pakistan. Pakistan. Gotcha. Yeah. So in my industry, I do work with people offshore a lot. And that was how I, I found him from my regular job. We became friends and he told me he needed supplemental income. So I was like, hey, this is what I have. And it's like, yeah, he's interested. So
0: it's, so he had no Amazon experience prior. No, no he had no experience. You just I trained, him.
1: <laughs> I trained him. From what I learned
0: from my coaches. Do you mind sharing the, the pay rate?
1: Yeah, he, he makes... a month. And he's excited about it. And it's a very flexible schedule. I think it's it's part-time for him. It's not his full-time job. He has a full-time job. So he does this after hours. Yeah. And he loves it.
0: Yeah. It's pretty incredible how far the US dollar goes and how motivating it is (laughs) for a lot of people, in a lot of cultures, Pakistan, Philippines, India, a large part of, of Russia there's some some good VAs, even we've discovered, but right now, predominantly the kind of the default is Philippines for a lot of folks. But I hear Pakistan come up a lot too. That's really great. I love it. So, what other parts of your story have we left out? What else do you want to share with us? I wouldn't mind hearing how you find new replans. I know you've got your VA trained doing some research, but what's the process you go through there? You found a lot of really good products relatively quickly, it sounds like. Take us through that process if you would.
1: One thing that I learned from Cheryl that was very impactful, she told me at the very beginning, she said, if you concentrate on just one store, right, you could build a $10,000 business out of just one store. I doubted because I was like, how are you going to do that? But then with what I do now, with just IKEA, like this past week, I've I've bought, I I think at least maybe $7,000 worth of goods from IKEA. And so I'm like, next month is really going to be exciting, right? So what we normally do is we have, and we do have, I do think have a meeting with my VA every week as well to talk through what we did for the week. If he has any questions and comments, we we, we work through that as well. And we have a constant communication every day with WhatsApp as well. So that's, that communication is really good. And what we normally do is... We have a criteria for what we want to sell, right? We need to have a minimum of at least 10 drops a month, and then it has to meet a price criteria. I started with anything above 15, but I'm moving higher because the margins in there, sometimes it's tight, especially if you are using a prep center. So I'm moving up. Now I have a minimum of 25. That's but the sell price? Yeah, for the sell price,
0: twenty-five dollar minimum sell price, mm-hmm. ten drops a month on Keepa. I'm going to have you explain what you mean by that for anyone who's new in just a moment. What other criteria are you using?
1: Yeah, I mean that, and then also making sure that I don't compete with Amazon. Anything an Amazon sells, I stay away from it to make sure it's. And I have to make sure so that we have multiple sellers on a listing before I jump in. I've had intellectual property complaints and. Sometimes it's weird because it's a product that I think everybody else sells it, but you still get those. So, um, yeah. And one thing I will say is initially I tried buying products from China. I found a store that had similar products that were on Amazon. It was a bad idea. <laughs> I bought one box, yeah. about maybe 300 $400. It came in, didn't match what was listed on Amazon. So I couldn't sell a lot of it. And then those that I was able to list, I got IP complaints on those. So I'm like, okay, there's no shortcut to trying to jump the curve and not move, do exactly what the coach is saying, right? It's a proven system that works. Just go buy it and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for the shout out. It really is. It, it is proven. And there's a lot of people out there who are trying to source. They, they overcomplicate it. Like you said, order products from China. and They're too new. To be shipping products from overseas and trying to figure out the game, setting up new listings, it's just not necessary. Well, you mentioned 10 drops per month. Yeah. Talk us through what that means. You're using Keepa, which is the, the key tool that's core to our replan strategy, which is what you're doing. Talk us through 10 drops. I love hearing people put it in their own words.
1: So 10 drops is basically, so how I tell people is whenever there is a sale on Amazon, there is something called sales rank, right? It says, okay, it takes, the sales rank number might be, say, 100,000. So it means whenever there is 100,000 sales, this product also sells. And if you look at the number of times that things are selling on Amazon, I don't know the metrics, but there is a lot of products that sell on Amazon on a consistent basis. So every day, number of people buying products, I think they said, was it two years ago, Amazon delivered like $10 products right okay so that's, that's like 10 billion orders so whenever there is 100,000 orders this product sells and that's the drop so the drops are basically showing how many times we get a sale on a particular listing within a period and you can filter by 3 months 1 year however long that the data is available i normally do a year to get a baseline to see okay if it drops to the minimum price am i so Okay, at least break even without losing money when I buy a product.
0: Yeah, great, great job, man. And just so people hear it from kind of two different voices explaining the big secret that very few people realize when they start selling on Amazon is there's absolutely no way to know how often a product sells. You, just, you can look at it on the screen and it seems popular and it has a nice rank, but there's no way to know how many times per month does this product sell. Amazon doesn't release that data, as you've learned, and many people learn very quickly. So you can buy very expensive tools that charge you 200 500 or more dollars per month that take a guess. But the other secret of the industry is they're all horribly wrong the vast majority of the time. Everybody's guessing. And so back in podcast episode 369 of this show, Andrew, I went through and I really detailed out Keepa, K E E P A. There's a link in the show notes if you're new around here and why we love that tool. We're not affiliated with them. I do have an affiliate link I use, but I don't know that I've received a check in months from them. We just tell people, Hey, go to Keepa. You'll figure, you know, just go buy it. It's a very inexpensive tool. And the thing that Keepa does, and this is just uh, as quick of a summary as I can. And again, saying the same thing that you just said, Andrew, but just different language and maybe a little more foundation behind it. But they track the product rank of every product on Amazon. And if you think about rank, the only way to improve your rank on Amazon is to sell a unit. So if I'm currently ranked, to use your example, at 100,000, I'm selling my bottled water here and it's ranked 100,000 among all the bottled waters out there, the only way for me to improve that rank and get it to say 50,000 would be to sell some units. Otherwise, my rank's not going to improve. It's going to slowly get worse. So when the rank drops, we know, hey, something sold. At least one, if not multiple units of that product sold. So if you count the number of drops per month, you know about how many times that product is likely to sell. So I love your your explanation. And typically, I'd look for, like, like you said, 10 to 15 minimum drops per month. Sometimes we'll go lower than that, but not often. Because if it's not selling at least that many times, or better stated, if the rank isn't changing in a positive direction at least that many times per month, it may or may not be worth even messing with. And I love that you said too, that uh, you look for products that have other sellers. A lot of Sellers who are new, maybe their instinct when they heard you say that, Andrew, was, well, why do you want other sellers selling it? Isn't that a bad thing? No, it's it's a good thing. And you explained it very well. You don't want to have IP complaints, intellectual property complaints. And a lot of times, if the product owner is the only one selling a product, they don't want anyone else selling it. And they're going to try to make your life miserable if you try to sell it that's why you look for other sellers. So I'm glad you pointed that out. We don't point it out very often, but those are the kind of things that we train in the Proven Amazon course to look out for when you're looking for good products. So talk me through, if you spend a few hours looking for new products or had your virtual assistant do it, how good are you guys at finding new product? And, and what exactly do you do to get the process started? Do you take pictures of the store shelves? Do you type in random brand names? You know, what's the process that you guys use?
1: Yeah, I mostly start with brands if I, depending on how I'm sourcing, sometimes too, I do go to the store and take pictures. But I do start with brands. I type in a brand in the search. I don't I don't scan barcodes. No, I just type in the brand in the search and then I get the results. And then based on that, I, I decide, okay, does this meet my price criteria before I even go further? If sometimes what has been very helpful for me is I type in a brand, I see the number of listings available. Then I take that brand to Keeper and say, okay, Keeper, do all the work for me. I have this criteria. Tell me which ones are selling enough in a month for me to pay attention to them. And then I go through that list. It's interesting to note that even then, you still miss some of the products, right? I've done that a few times with most of my products coming from Ikea. I just search for Ikea. I see so many products, but then I never get all the listings that are on. Amazon. So I always have to constantly keep going back to it, search on Amazon, and then check it that way as well as using Keeper. So on, on a good day, I just, um, I don't know if I'm being picky, but I'm very concerned about my return on investment. I know how much I'll make if I put my money in the bank, right? 0.0000 something. But then with this business, I'm making my average ROI is about 50% on everything I buy. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to go below that. So that's one criteria that I use. I don't really concern myself much with the top level profit margin because at the end of the day, the, the buyer is paying for the Amazon cost and all that stuff, right? What I am actually putting in is the money coming out of my pocket to buy the products. How much of it am I getting back as profit? That's what I'm worried about. So those are some of the criteria that I pay particular attention to, to make sure that we are having, we are finding good products. So I start with brands, go through them, put their brands in Keeper, use my criteria to filter down, and then we go through that list. And then I also take pictures as well. For example, a place like Trader Joe's. I do have Trader Joe's near me. So I go to Trader Joe's. I take pictures. I go to Walmart. I take pictures. I upload them to Google Drive. Then we work, we work off that list. We have a spreadsheet. So if we find the product, we label the picture with the um, ASIN from Amazon. So whoever is going to buy the product can just click on the picture. See, say, we know it matches to this ASIN because it's renamed that way, right? So that's been how we've been doing it and it's been very good.
0: Yeah, I said it sounds like you've got a great system and uh, you're poised to grow for sure. So as we're kind of rolling into 2022, have you thought about what the plan is? How big you want to grow this? Do you see it ever being full-time and replacing your career? Or do you plan to blend them and, and uh, kind
1: of keep it rolling that way? What are your thoughts? So I don't know if I wanted to be full-time. I know I wanted to take, get me to a place where I am financially independent, right? My motivation for this is because I work in IT, I have a lot of friends who also work in IT. and I think a lot of people look at IT from the outside and they're like, oh, this is fun. But a lot of people do it because of the money that they get out of it, right? And I feel one way to build freedom is actually having something that you own. So I want to build out a model that is scalable without you exerting yourself, overly exerting yourself, right, where you can outsource pieces of it and then Sit back and enjoy the fruits. It's not like you're not going to work. You're still going to work. You still have to put in the work. There is still going to be work for you to do. But then it becomes another stream for people who enjoy whatever they are doing now. They can still do it and then have this as a business. So that's the model that I'm trying out. And that's what I'm going to build. So this year, the goal is to get to a point where we have systems in place. That's one thing that I struggle with. I don't have a lot of systems. For my liking, I think there is still a lot of room for improvement in that space. So my goal this year is to have streamline my processes, systems, and then at the end of the day, that's going to bring the results. Like Abe said, don't worry about the results, worry about your input. So that's that's what I'm interested in getting cleaned up this year.
0: So so what you mentioned automating some of your systems. What are you going to tackle? What are you trying to automate?
1: So right now I do order a lot of products. I need I do check, go through the system, um, the inventory management tool that we use to make sure the margins are good before I order them and all that stuff. Those are some pieces that I think anybody can do, right? I can hire a VA to come on board and be like, hey, can you do this? Train them, give them all the knowledge that I have and how I make my decisions. And they will be able to do that. And in as much as we have reservations around having a VA. I think it saves us a lot with not just with time, because with, when I started shipping, using the prep center, not only did it free my time to find more products. It also helped me to grow the business, right? There there were other things outside of the day-to-day running of the business that I needed to do that. I, I didn't have time to do because I had to go pick up products, prep them and all that stuff. Now, I'm able to do that outside of the business. The business is still running. everything is working out the way it's supposed to work out. And I'm also able to expand it. I want to work on the business and not in the business. Yeah,
0: of course. so you're you're always finding those things that someone else can do and bringing someone in and and you're monitoring your your profit margin, your return on investment, you know so that you've got a, a large enough pool to work with that you can justify paying others. So it sounds like you're going to bring a few more people on the team, probably, right? Yes. Um, and do you have a, a monetary goal, like a, a number that you think you're going to be capable of hitting if, as this thing continues to build towards what you have in mind?
1: Well, yeah, shooting to do 500,000 by end of the year, this year. Yeah, and, it seems very um, reasonable, realistic to me. And yeah, we. so I've been looking at watching other people and seeing what they have listed. Some people doing a million have less than 2,000 products listed, right? My active listing as of today is 107. And I have already done $9,000 for this month out of that listing. So I'm like, okay, if I am able to get my listings, active listings to maybe 2,000, Mm -hmm. that will put me well above the goal that I've set for myself, right? So I'm concentrating on getting very good products, and getting that listing number to at least we, the goal for this year that we have set is 2,000 listings.
0: Yeah, and very doable with the systems that you've described. And there's just so many creative, interesting new ways. I just in the last week alone, I've learned two new ways to source and find replants. And this is all content that's coming for proven Amazon course students, for coaching students like you, Andrew. We've got some great content coming. So just using the tools you have now and the strategies you have available to you, 2000 products, which might sound like an intimidating number to some people, but maybe we we should hit on this. It's not that there's 2000 products you have to keep track of now. Because what you're watching is when something sells, I go get another one. I go get more. If it's selling fast, I buy more maybe than I was thinking I should. So it's not like you've got to be constantly watching 2000 products and with 2000 products, there's going to be plenty of times where there's stuff that you just don't have in stock right now. That's okay. You get to it when you can. Um, But with those 2000 products, you'll probably have any given week, three to, to 800 of them that are moving at a steady pace and you're trying to keep up with the entire list. It's a good problem to have, to have more products out there waiting for you to go grab than you can get to. And that's the reality of this model at that level. And that's your half million dollar business. Uh, that's what it's going to look like and feel like. And if you bring a couple of good people on, like the great VA you have right now, no reason you can't get to that number relatively quickly from my vantage point, just based on what I'm seeing with others. So that's great. Well, what challenges are you facing right now? If any, maybe, uh, I know that's an interesting question. I don't ask it very often, but is there anything that you find yourself running up against that is challenging? Maybe we could try to, to solve one of the issues that's, that's facing you as a,
1: as a pain point right now. So the biggest challenge for me right now, I would say since I started talking to distributors, is I do I do still get a list from them. There are some that are just not willing to work. And one thing that being an entrepreneur has taught me is no is part of the game. You get a no. I used to take it personal, but now I'm like it's part of the game. So just, just move on to the next person. I was telling Abe actually, I did speak to Cisco, the groceries. The food company, yeah. Yeah, the food company. And they were willing to work with me. The only caveat is I need to have a warehouse that I have signed a lease for, right? And I didn't have that. So they were like, yeah, whenever you have that, reach out and we can work together. So I have been running into some of those. And another thing is I do get like one distributor sent me a list of 14,000 products. Filtering through that list to find the profitable ones Sometimes it's a challenge, especially for those that don't have any list that you could download. They'll tell you, just go to the website. It's a lot of manual work. I haven't found a way around that. So that's been the biggest challenge for me.
0: Yeah, ideally, you get that into a spreadsheet format, a, a CSV comma, sep, comma separated value. I know you knew that, <laughs> what that is, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, many people may not, but you, know, you get in some kind of spreadsheet file where you can upload it into some of the tools that we use in our community and and filter through very quickly for for price points. And is this a decent replan? And then you do your research from there. Yeah, so those are some of the great challenges you just mentioned. One thing that popped in my mind is, and I'm using this model myself, you know, with Cisco, for example, they said, hey, Andrew, you've got to have a warehouse. Once you have a warehouse with a lease and you can show us the lease, yeah, then we'll work with you. Well, if all you need is a, a name and a lease on a warehouse, you could creatively partner with somebody who has their name on a lease in a warehouse and just create almost a, a shell fake company and pay them a little override if you got a relationship. It's a zero-risk proposition for them. You don't even necessarily have to ship the product to them. You can send it to the prep center, which by the way, a prep center might be a reasonable partner to bring on board that type of arrangement and say, hey, have I actually, all my product goes to a warehouse. It's not under my name. But I lease space from them. Would that work, Mr. Cisco representative? And they may say, absolutely, that'll work if, if they're willing to say that you're in partnership with them. So, right, there's some creative ways to get around that. I don't think you got to go buy a warehouse. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not at that point yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you may be at some point and plenty of people do, but there's always a, you know, relationships solve a lot of challenges that you'll run into in this business. And you said, you mentioned hearing no. That's one of the basic skills that you just got to get used to it. And uh, in the IT, I know the guys in the IT department, you're used to saying no more than you probably hear it. <laughs> so it's one of those rules of building your own business, though, that you've just got to get very comfortable with the word. And uh, who was it? it? It wasn't Jack Welch. Um, someone, man, I, I can't remember who it was. It was some famous investor. And his name may come to me here in a moment. But he said... The difference between successful people and extraordinarily successful people is that extraordinarily successful people say no constantly. So you're saying no constantly. And I would add, you're hearing no constantly, which means you're trying new things. Nothing wrong with it. And that's you know that can catapult you to the next level very quickly. If you're willing to get in and try and what's the worst thing you could hear? No. All right, move on. Not a good fit. So, yeah, well done. You're on a great trajectory. What are some of the lessons that you've learned? Is there anything on your mind that maybe you wanted to share or just to speak from your heart on any of the topics we've covered or the community or coaching you've mentioned a little bit? how much that's meant to you? You know what else did you want to share with the listeners today
1: yeah i I will say if if you doubt it, just go to the group, read people's posts, test things out like i've done I've done coaching like I said with other people for different things. And you don't get that group for free. It it blows my mind that that group is free. Like you join the coaching and they're like, yeah, we have a Facebook group and that's the group. I'm like, wait, I joined coaching, but that's the group. It means everybody gets the same thing, right? And that is a lot of value out there. I don't know where you're going to get that much information for free. You don't even have to sign up for PAC to get access to the group, right? And you get all these people willing to answer questions send a coach a question they will always respond even if they don't know the answer they will tell you let's try this out let's ask this person i know this person i'm going to find out something like everybody else always willing to help and i was telling my wife that like the relationship i have with my coach i think it's i've tried a lot of business activities and i think to me if or nothing at all, I'll pay to have that relationship. It's something that has been very, very helpful for me, like to have somebody that I can relate to, speak to, and not just with business, right? With faith as well, for the fact that he shares my faith and he's willing to offer knowledge, share whatever he knows with me, that is gold to me right there. So that group, the Facebook group alone, it's gold, you take, you take it, you learn from it, and then you upgrade yourself. It's always going to save you a lot of time joining PAC and learning from a coach. But if you are like me and you are skeptical, just test one product and you you will find a lot of success with that. And then you can, if you want to take it to the next level, definitely look up the coaching course. It's it's really good. It's really good. The relationships, man, it's a lot of value there.
0: I, I love hearing you talk through that. And you're obviously speaking from the heart, Andrew. And that means a lot to hear the things you've said, because it's a dream coming into fruition for me to see people come along like you, students who, who come through the program. And this is the first time I'm meeting you on the podcast. You've kind of been through the system. You've been through our programs. You've been through coaching. And now I have the pleasure of meeting you. But the, the vision that the other leaders and i had as we formed this community was specifically with coaching and i don't say this publicly very often but i've i've said it to the coaching team many times my goal with our coaching program is that students say things like what you just said specifically say things like the training is phenomenal my business is a wild success thank you for that but what i didn't anticipate was that i would have gladly paid for the experience of these incredible people that i'm around and that means more to me now then the business training in that initial investment that I made in what I thought was a business concept. So to hear you say that, and if for people who want to maybe rewind and listen to that again, it, I had a lot of intention behind what I just said, because I've said it many times before. The business training is very secondary. Now it's the best in the world. We take it very seriously. But if we're doing it right, we hear things like what you just said, Andrew. And that is, yeah, the business training's phenomenal. It's changed my life. I've grown a beautiful business. But if I had to give up one or the other, I'd I'd keep the relationships because they're just so incredible. These people are just such great people. And that's intentional. So I love hearing you say that. And I love giving me the, that you gave me the opportunity to kind of speak from the heart on that. And Abe and all of our coaches are just incredible human beings, just giving teachers and they've built successful businesses and they have a teacher's heart. And we're very unapologetically Bible-based around here too, which means if you want us to pray for you, man, (laughs) we're going to pray for you. You know, We're going to ask how the family's doing. If you're going through a rough time, you got someone who cares. So I love that about our team as well. Very well said, man. That was awesome, Andrew. Well, what else is on your mind? As we start to wrap this episode up, I don't want to leave out any great lessons or any of the thoughts you had. You just shared brilliantly. I think you invited people very um, eloquently. Okay, come check it out. These guys are legitimate. I appreciate that very much. But but what else is on your mind?
1: Yeah, um, I would say concentration on finding a product. If you decide that you want to do this, just concentrate. Don't get distracted with the many models that are out there. Concentrate, find a brand, find a store, concentrate on that store alone, and you'll be successful. I do buy majority of my products from Ikea. Anybody else can get access to Ikea. If you don't have Ikea, there are other regional stores that are close to you. You could buy from, you can do that too. Anybody can do it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Some people may be thinking, ooh, he said Ikea, that's where all the good replins are. <laughs> no, it's There are hundreds of thousands of amazing replens just scattered everywhere. And we do like regional stores, meaning they're not all across the entire world and across the entire country, they may be located in a certain segment of the United States, for example, or they're a specialty store of some kind. But I would say a good 30% of the replens that we sell right now every day, like if I opened up my seller app, they're Walmart. <laughs> it's stuff that anybody could walk into Walmart and get because there's just so much opportunity. Once you understand how to look for replens on Amazon, you're looking for good ASINs, not good products. And that's a switch that just has to flip. And once it flips, you realize, okay, I'm not scanning barcodes looking for good products. That's maddening. That's that's frustrating. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You're looking for great ASINs on Amazon. And then you go find the product. And it doesn't matter where you find it, but you've got a real system dialed in, man. It it's a pleasure getting to know you a little bit today. Was there anything else on your list
1: before yeah, I start? Well, the-, the, the last thing I wanted to say is um Sell what sellers want to buy, know what you want to sell.
0: That's great advice. And it's a lesson I learned 20 years ago, so I don't say it often enough, but some people start their e-commerce journey or business journey saying, it reminds me of the most, some of the most terrible advice you can give somebody who's new to business, Andrew. And I've heard this at like graduation ceremonies before, even when you're talking to a group of high school graduates, it's like, do something you love, find something you're passionate about. Sell something that you believe in. you know. It, I'm not saying those are negative messages necessarily, but it's terrible business advice because if nobody cares what you believe in or what you love or what you're interested in, you're not going to make any money doing it. We call that a hobby. Get a great hobby. Go for it. If you love painting, but you're not that good at it, paint anyway. That's beautiful. I'm not saying don't paint. I'm saying don't expect to feed the bills painting if you're not good at it. <laughs> no one cares that you're passionate about painting unless you're really good at it. So find out what people want. It's just so much easier that way. Like you just said, sell stuff that people want. Amazon tells you once you know how to use the tools we show you. Here's what people want. Then see where you can find it and go get it. You don't have to be passionate about your product. That's actually can be horrible advice, especially to someone new in business. If if anyone's ever telling you, go find something you're passionate about and then pursue it as a business model, you're going to crash and burn 95% of the time find what people want serve them well by bringing it to them. That's the model that works. Yeah. So well said, great tip to end it with. Well, Hey man, it's, it's been really good hanging out with you today. We've both been kind of fighting a little cough, hitting the mute button, and, but we made it through, man. So I, my voice is kind of done for the day, wrapping this one up, but it was really great hanging out with you today, man. And I don't want to cut you off with, that was, it sounded like kind of the last thing you had to share. Was there anything else?
1: Oh, that that's that all I had. Okay, Thank that was great.
0: Well. I really appreciate it, man. It's truly a pleasure getting to know you. And do you plan on coming to our live event in August? We haven't announced the exact date
1: of the city yet, but you think it's something you're going to try to do? Yeah, I'm I'm interested from the little I've seen from the virtual world. Um, Excited to meet people in person.
0: Yeah, it would be your first one then, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's an incredible community. It's like family. So be looking for that. And, and like Andrew mentioned earlier in our free Facebook group, which I'm so incredibly proud of, the culture we've built there. I think it rivals any paid group in the industry. It's completely free. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can go there and keep an eye out for announcements about upcoming events and that sort of thing. We love it's kind of like a big family reunion getting everyone together. So it's time for me to start dropping hints about that coming but uh, we'll have more details soon on that. But from the entire team, the podcast team, the content creators, the coaches, the administrators in our free Facebook group, all the smart people that make this podcast sound so good. I, I just talk into a microphone. There's a lot of other people doing what they do to make this thing come together. And I appreciate all of them. So from all of them and from Andrew, our guest today, from our hearts, thank you for sharing some time with us today. God bless the business building warriors out there, right? Andrew, I know you agree with me on that one. That's what we are. So uh, we will talk to you again with another great episode real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.